Well, good morning. Glad to have you here on All Things Jessamine. As I told you before the break, we're going to be talking today to a fellow named Jimmy Wells, who I have known for a long time. In fact, I think Jimmy's known my family probably longer than he's known me. But anyway, welcome, Jimmy. Glad to have you on the program. Thank you, Doug. Good to be here with you this morning. We are going to do some remembering today uh, about some people in our community who you served with in different capacities, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. But I want to start the program by telling people who Jimmy Wells is. Now, you are a native, Jessamine County. I was born in Mount Sterling and moved to Nicholasville when I was six months old. So, yes, I consider myself a native of Jessamine County. Now, tell us who your parents were. My parents were Harold Shorty Wells and Marietta Pendleton Wells. Now, how come them to come to Jessamine County when you were six months old? My mother was raised by her grandmother in Mount Sterling after a divorce in her family. And my father lived in Jessamine County, his family, Roy Wells and Ruby Wells. And they came here from Madison County and lived out on Keene Road. Yeah. Uh, they lived where the where St. Joe Jessamine is. Oh, really? They're on the corner? Then uh, that house was the uh, Jennings home for many it, years. Known as the Jennings home. Yeah. And across the road, where the Teeter Farm was, mm-hmm. or is, my mother's stepfather, mm-hmm. Ben Harp, was a tenant there. And my mother would come to visit her mother in the summertime, and my dad lived across the road, and they would meet, as I've heard her tell, at the mailbox and court. <laughs> at the mailbox. At the mailbox there on Key Road. And of course, that road was not nearly as heavy traveled as it is now. Not much more than a one-lane road. <laughs> And uh, that's how that romance started. Wow. Now, you, you have brother. You have more than a bro- one brother. I have two brothers. Right. Ray. Mm-hmm. I have three brothers, Ray, David, and Charles. Okay. And I have one sister, Barbara Dixon. She's in Gary County. Uh-huh. David is a retired minister of music, and he's in Louisville. Yes. Ray is a retired IBMer and lives here in Nicholasville. Right. And Charles is... Uh, in uh, northern Kentucky. Now, Ray, we'll get off a tangent here because I'm going to bring it back around. Ray's uh, son is the uh, principal at West Jessamine High School. Yes, Scott Scott Wells. Wells. And uh, his daughter is a nurse, and they're local. The reason I bring them up, people here would know. But let's talk. You married, though, a lady from Mercer County. I married a lady from uh, Bergen. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Ann Van Arsdell. She's a sister to uh, Mary Helen Adams, Buddy Uh Adams' widow. And let's tell people who Buddy was, if they are new to our community. Buddy was the school superintendent here for a number of years. Right. Uh, his, probably his biggest accomplishment to me was that he handled the double sessions. Right. Now, how did you and Ruthie get together? Is, well, this, is this something we can talk about? All yes. Uh, it, it's kind of a standard joke. You know, you've known me a long time, and I like to make light of a lot of things right. and enjoy life pretty well. Ruthie was driving from Bergen to Dixie Cup. She was secretary to the plant manager, mm-hmm. and she had a wreck out on 68 one morning and totaled her car, so she was staying with Mary Helen and Buddy on Melrose while the car was being fixed. And I drove by there one day, of course I lived on Greenwood, and right. we did, and I saw this nice looking lady sitting there, and, and it obviously caught my interest. So uh, we started dating, and I've always t- told her that our relationship was a result of a wreck, and I've been a wreck ever since. <laughs> and she agrees. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Let, let me say this in, in all <laughs> seriousness. She is my best friend, and she, anything I have attempted to do, she needs plenty of credit for any success right. that I've had, and particularly with, with our children. How long have you been married? 
51 years. 51. You've yeah. hit that. Now, you mentioned your children. You have three. Let's talk about them. Okay. The oldest is Melanie Ladd. She's yeah. a retired first grade teacher. Right. She lives here in Nicholasville. The middle child is Christopher Wells. I married uh, Julie Cooper. And uh, my youngest son, who is the father of our two grandkids, is uh, Craig Wells. Right. He's a pharmacist at uh, Lake Cumberland Hospital in Somerset, oh, and that's where they live. He was uh, also on Renfro Valley Barn Dance and Renfro Valley shows for five years. Yeah. So he, he's a multi, multi-talented. Uh, my daughter and and Craig were valedictorians of their class, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris was in the top ten. So uh, I give a lot of credit for that to my wife sure. because we had expectations which may be a little out of style now, yeah. but we expected them to do the, their best, right. and there was no arguments about it and, and so forth. So all the credit to, to my wife for their success. And to them for doing it, and because yes. they have. You, you're very lucky. And you know, the reason that you, I know that you give a lot of credit to Ruthie is the fact that a lot of this time, you were involved away from the home in a, in a lot of things. And, and we've had other people on our program, too, that's talked about that. In order to be able to involve outside of the home in different activities, you got to have somebody at home that can take care of things. Now, we get into your involvement. First off, your career. What was your career as far as this is my job that I go to every day? Out of high school, I tried University of Kentucky for one semester. Mm-hmm. And I realized they weren't paying me to attend the University of Kentucky. <laughs> and I wanted to get out and make money. Right. So my first job was at Bluegrass Rural Electric as an office clerk. Mm-hmm. I worked under Gene Royce, and Overton Giles was the manager. Let me back up and say I did have six months with the First National Bank. Uh, you can tell uh, I was kind of searching for a career. Mm-hmm. Then I got the call to come to IBM in Lexington, and I obviously did that, and I had uh, 30 years at IBM, various jobs, production control, systems analyst, right. uh, those type of jobs. Uh, it, was a, it was a job. I enjoyed it to a point, mm-hmm. but I'm like you, people-oriented. My dad always said, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Right. So I, I did a lot of sports officiating here. Probably yeah, when, yeah. When you I, play, I guess I kind of forgot about yes, that. Yes, I'm part of Little League Baseball, basketball, yeah. and I'm a, one of the six charter members when we incorporate Little League football. Okay. I was getting involved in that. And so you had all kinds of things going on even prior to deciding to get into what we're going to talk about, and that is serving the public in our governments. Now, we're going to go at that point, and I want to take time to tell people, when they look at the, for instance, the city commission right now in Nicholasville, there are different kinds of government, we must explain. Right now, there's a city commission. You have four commissioners. They are voted citywide. Everybody in the city limits can vote for these four people, and those people uh, serve everybody. If they happen to live in, for instance, Lone Oak, there are people in Southbrook are still their constituents. It's citywide. But when you were there, it was a council, and that differed. Tell us the difference in the council from what I just explained about the commission. For the city council form of government, there's a city agent or a city manager mm-hmm. who does the daily uh, administrative function. Because the mayor's not full-time. The mayor's not full-time. Yeah. In fact, at that time, was it Shelby? It was 
Or was it Woody? It was Woodford Grove. Woody Grove. In 1968. Well, the reason I asked Shelby, because a lot of people will know, is, is he owned the department store across the street, and that was his full-time job. The mayor was a part-time thing. So you had this city manager that took care of things. And that was Joe Clark, who owned Clark Gas and Electric at one time. Yeah. Uh, worked for the city from the time he shoveled coal <laughs> up on North Main at the electric generation station. He was mm-hmm. very proud of that. Joe mm-hmm. and I were good friends yeah. until he until he retired many years later. I was elected November of 1967 mm-hmm. from uh, a district southwest Nicholasville. So the city was split up into quadrants, into areas. Right. F- f- four was, different areas. There four? Okay. And, and Ray Warner was the councilman, mm-hmm. and I was friends with Jerry D. Sanders, a black fellow who worked for Gwen Kurtz and Hager Funeral mm-hmm. Home. And now, was he on the council at that time? Yes, he was. Okay, okay. And I would talk with him and pick his brain about yeah. government. I was very interested in government. And I decided, as a 24-year-old, that I was going to run against Ray Warner, a good a friend, right. a mechanic that worked on my cars. Yeah. And I filed, and I was uh, kind of overlooked by the administration. They didn't think I had a shot because right. I was raised here, sack groceries for the Thompsons and carry right. papers for Woodford Grove. They didn't think I had a shot. Yeah. Well, about two weeks before the election, they realized that Wells boy might win that seat over there. <laughs> here they come. <laughs> so here they came. <laughs> and I was hearing this from my connection. Right. And at the end of the day, out of that that ward, they were called wards instead of districts. Mm-hmm. I came up ten votes short, and I ran into Jerry D up at the old jail, which was part of the district. Right. And I told him what happened, and he said, "That can't be. You go back and double check your figures." So I went back to another precinct, the cream station up on yes. Chestnut Street, yes. and I had written my figure down wrong by ten votes. Wow. So I ended up beating Ray, defeating Ray, again, a friend, yes. by eight votes. Eight votes. And that's how I got started. Uh, on that first council, Woodford Grove was the mayor, uh-huh. Harold Burris. Yeah. He and I are probably the only surviving people from that time. Shelby Combs, right. who became mayor. Bill Floyd. Yes. And I served with Mr. Floyd for six months, and he passed away. And uh, the mayor appointed Chester Floyd. His son. His son. One of his sons. Now, for people that that might be new to our town, because, Jimmy, we we pride this program. It's not only a memory program, it's an educational program. Because there's a lot of people that don't remember these names you're mentioning. Bill Floyd, uh, if everybody knows where Town Square Bank is, at one time that was Heathman's Grocery. And behind that was where Mr. Floyd had, I guess, a junkyard is what you would. Yes, he owned a junkyard. Yeah. Uh, a A good fella. And he, in that six months, he probably taught me more about the workings of mm-hmm. politics <laughs> than anybody that I've ever served with or knew. And he had a big family. In fact, his son, Harold, worked for the city of Nixville for many years, too. Right. And Chester was appointed then when when Mr. Floyd died. That's, that's correct. Okay. And, and so he, you served with Chester on the city council. And we'll tell in a few minutes, later in life, you served with him in a different capacity. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about that. Who else did you have there? Rice time? Davis. Okay. Was the uh, fifth member. Yeah. Jerry D. Sanders and myself was, a, was on the council in 1968. Dolores Elkins was a city clerk. Robert Bruner was the police chief. Right. 
Joe Clark, as we've mentioned, was a city agent, and Brad Garrison was a city police judge. Now, we don't have those anymore. No. A lot of people don't know, didn't, have never heard of that. Who was fire chief? Do you remember? I'm going to say Willard Price Sr., but I may be wrong on that. Frug. Frug Price. They called him Frug, and he owned a service station. Yes, Standard Oil Station at Maine and Oak. Maine and Oak. At that time, there was, in these different four wards, there was two councilmen, except in the southwest portion of Nicholasville. Mm -hmm. Well, when the Thompson brothers started developing Edgewood mm -hmm. and all, all the growth there, one of my platform pledges was to get us a second councilman to represent us. Mm -hmm. So... As you know how politics work, it's strictly compromise. So I was told that if you would put another councilman in the southeast part of the city, then yeah. you can have another one over in the southwest, okay. which I gladly did that. Sure. And that, that made an even number. So in 1970, we, we did that. And in 72, Shelby Combs was the mayor, and he mm -hmm. was elected in 1970. Mm -hmm. And the councilman then was... Sam Corman, Chester Floyd, Martin Lowry, Roger Easley, a yeah. former postmaster. Oh, yeah. Jerry D. Sanders, Jesse Mason. Yes, that would be down from Jerry D.'s area. Right. Ray Warner and myself. So that's when it became six wards or districts in our city. Right. right. That's and, and that's And that's the way it was until, what, 1974? Is that when it changed to commission? And that had to be by a city vote. That was done by a vote, and it passed by approximately 13 votes. That close? I yes. didn't know that. And, and a story about that, the administration wanted it to pass. Mm -hmm. I was in favor of it because a lot of times I was running into, through the years when I was a councilman, wanting to do something and I would get blocked from getting a vote. Mm -hmm. And so when they wanted to come citywide, I was much in favor of that. And I don't want this to sound self-serving, but the mayor and the a couple of fellows came to me and said, would you endorse the city commission form of government? Mm -hmm. Because if you would endorse it in the most populated area that you've represented, then we feel it would pass. Yeah. And I did endorse it, and, and I do think it's a, it's a very good form of government. It is for a number of reasons. And uh, and you know I've discussed this in the past with people that don't quite understand. You know, if, if you live in the southeast corner of, of Nicholasville under the old-style government, and you want to get something done in your neighborhood, and that councilman doesn't have the votes to get it done for whatever reason, it doesn't get done. But in a city commission form of government, you've got four people, and if they don't try to help you out, you can go against them all in the next election, or you can support them or whatever you do. So it is a, a really efficient form of government. Now, you did that until 1973. I mean, you had a break between there and your next stint as a public servant. Tell, tell us what happened in 78 there. In 1973, 74 time frame, I went to work part-time for Roger Williams mm -hmm. in, the, in the county clerk's office. Right. With a thought in the back of my mind that I would like to run for that office. Mm -hmm. But there's an old saying about IBM, if, if, if IBM has you five years, they have you <laughs> because of somewhat the salary, but particularly the benefits. And right. I, had th I had three children. Right. So I stayed and worked part-time for Roger, worked the elections, and I would come in at, at night and help him set up voting machines and mm -hmm. the various things. Mm -hmm. And I worked every Saturday that I wasn't working at IBM. And in 1977, they redrew the magisterial districts, mm -hmm. 
and they made my old council district sixth magisterial district for the fiscal court for fiscal court for the county government for county government i obviously saw that this <laughs> is my home again right and i ran and i ran unopposed mm-hmm. and was elected unopposed in 1978 now you were there for quite a while i was there for 25 years from 1978 to 2002. How many times did you have opposition? I ran unopposed only twice. Yeah. And, I was, and I'm very thankful to the people right. of that area and to the people of Jessica County for accepting me. In that first fiscal court, uh-huh. we met January the 5th, 1978. Sherman Dean Jr. Yes. Was the judge executive elected that year. Yes. Roger Williams was the County clerk, as I mentioned, hired Downing, the county attorney. Mm-hmm. Benny Peel was the sheriff. And the members of the court, or the magistrates, were James Ray Davis, Ben Wilson, Mildred Bunch, Martin Lowry, David Johns, and myself. Mm-hmm. 1978 was a tough year. We went in, and the snowstorm of January 1978. Yes, that's right. That. The county almost went broke just trying to remove the snow. Yeah. We didn't have much of a tax base, didn't have the payroll tax at the time. Right. And then in December of 1978, we had the big flood downtown right. and, and a lot of damage in around the river and the creeks in Jessamine County. Right. So we almost... Yeah, it was tough. Uh, almost had a, a calamity yeah. financially. So we go along and we're able to recover from that. We lost revenue sharing, which was which was two hundred fifty thousand dollars that came from Washington to mm-hmm. local government. Mm-hmm. We lost that was taken away. Mm-hmm. So in nineteen eighty six, the funeral homes, as you know, were doing the ambulance service, and they decided to, they weren't going to do that anymore, mm-hmm. and it fell to the county. And we met and talked and worked. We knew we was going to have to do something, so we passed unanimously a payroll tax mm-hmm. of 2%, which is still current. Right. And it became known as the ambulance tax. Mm-hmm. No one was defeated from doing that because I will say to Sherman Dean's credit and to Higher Downing's credit and to all of us credit, we particularly made sure that the people understood that we didn't have any choice. Right. Uh, so the debate became, what should it be? What percent? Bluegrass Ed told Judge Dean, that it would bring in $100,000 at 2%. And you know I'm never one to take <laughs> figures if I can check them. Mm-hmm. So I went to the city of Nicholasville, and I went to Wilmore, who had payroll taxes, mm-hmm. and realized that it was going to be double that. So my concern was, let's don't take any more than what we need. Right. And one of the most conservative men on the court, James Davis, a close friend of mine for many years, yes. looked at me and said, Jimmy, you're going to catch as much heck by putting a 1% on as you are 2%. And he said, we need to accumulate some extra money. Right. And he, he went back to 78 and so forth. And we passed that tax. And, and it uh, made, the city, I'm sorry, made the county financially viable. Sure. Even today. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know, I understand today they're having some problems, yeah. but we were able to keep the property tax right. the same all my 25 years. I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Sure. Now, somebody might say, well, look at the shape they're in now, but they'll have to face that situation they and, will. And, and do what they need to do. And times change, and you do what you, do, right. you need to do. But, well, let me take time here in these uh, uh, 
moments that we have left to, to just throw some names out. Some of them that you've already mentioned some of them, but I thought we'd just throw some names out and you could kind of give us some personal insights, maybe a few words on each one of them. Let's go back to the, the city council. One of friends that you and I both had, Jerry D. Sanders. Jerry D. was probably the reason that I got into politics or into public service. Mm-hmm. He worked for at the funeral home when I was working there part-time. And, and, and uh, today, his widow is mm-hmm. still here. She's 94. And the wife and I are in contact with her mm-hmm. for different things. Lena Sanders, yeah. good man. Good fella. And, and you just and I'm going to just kind of use a... Uh, a line of ducks here is because when you bring one up, I'm going to connect it. You mentioned the funeral home. Elstein Hager. One of my best friends. Yeah. He was, uh, as you know, like a father to us, to you and I. Right. Yes. Uh, I could talk to him about anything. Man to man, I love the, the, the fella. He was uh, just a, a great man. Anybody in our community that knew Elstein. If you knew and could say how good of an embalmer he was, he was that much more of a nice guy. Given to be one of the top embalmers in the state of Kentucky Kentucky. during his career. He was. Okay, I'm going to tie this now. We're going to go back to the political side. We're going to go from Melistine to Curry Teeter. Mr. Curry, as I called him, he was a Republican election commissioner. Right. Melistine was the Democrat election commissioner, both of them up up in years. Yes. Well, he, Leon Goodlett, the barber, mm-hmm. and I were all good friends. Mm-hmm. And we would go over to the depot once a month for a, a couple of years to have lunch. Mm-hmm. And you really get to know people like, like that. But Curry Teeter was, was one of the finest, another one of the great men that I knew. You mentioned Leon Goodlett. I'll never forget, we did a show not a few weeks ago on my good friend Bill Laney. Bill used to call him the fat man of furniture. And anybody that knows Leon will understand why that's funny. Uh, because Leon probably didn't weigh 120 pounds soaking wet at any time in his life. Leon cut my youngest son's hair probably the first number of years and, and right. many years. And the first time I took him in there, I was a little bit nervous, of course, what he, what mm-hmm. he was going to do. And he was probably two and a half, maybe three, maybe been a mm-hmm. second or third haircut. We walk in, and very uncharacteristic, he looked at him, and I said, Craig, that is Leon Goodlett. He's going to cut your hair. Oh, you mean the fat man of furniture. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. And, and to explain that, Leon owned a furniture store also, but he had his barbershop in the back. Right. Okay, let's move on a couple more here in these last few minutes. Sherman Dean, you mentioned him, county judge. Sherman was a insurance agent. Mm-hmm. He served on a school board many years ago, and he ran in 1977 and defeated another friend of mine, Milton Wilson, who had served a number of years. Mm-hmm. You know, politicians have different ways of doing things. Sherman wanted to have pretty much say in, in, in most everything. And, mm-hmm. and the way the government is in Kentucky, this local government, the county judge has most of the authority. Mm-hmm. The magistrates, the legislative body, only has authority when the gavel drops on their meeting. Right. But in order to get along and, and to do things correctly, most magistrates can take care of their own areas. Mm-hmm. But Sherman and I would occasionally butt heads. As I told him, uh, Judge, when you're right, I'm with you 100%. Mm-hmm. And if I don't think it's correct, you and I will 
discuss it. Sure. But when I ran for state representative, he told me, he was for me, mm -hmm. and he would make telephone calls for me, and he did. And I would knock on doors and introduce myself if I, if I didn't know him, and they'd say, oh, yes, you're the young man that Judge Dean called about. So Sherman and I were friends. Yeah. And you know, um, it's, it's okay to disagree. And the, the bottom line is, is as long as you do what you think is the best for our county and our people, it's okay to disagree. Now, you mentioned a few of your magistrates. I'm going to ask you about a couple of people you haven't mentioned. Ben Wilson, still around, down in Keene. Ben Wilson, very laid-back fella, very community-dedicated. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell this as a compliment he would not accept an expense account check. He would endorse it and turn it back because he felt like that that was part of his responsibility as an elected magistrate. Mm -hmm. He was that kind of fellow, took care of the Keene Cemetery for many years, yes. th that family. Yes. Uh, just, again, don't want to wear out the adjective, but still a, a really fine man. Right. What do you think, in your opinion, and I know this is hard to do, hard question, if you could say from 1968 at 24 years old, what do you think has been the most positive thing that you've seen happen as far as our county and our city from then until now? Doug, I don't want to be self-serving again, but I have talked to a number of people, and I'm of the opinion that the decades of the 1980s and the 1990s were the two best decades in the last number of years in, in Jessamine County. Mm -hmm. We had uh, the ambulance service in 1986, which, which we had to do. We had a garbage franchise in 1992. We had a new jail in 1988. A recycling center, the new Senior Citizen Center out mm -hmm. on Hoover Drive. Mm -hmm. That was in, in 1996. The 114-acre uh, industrial track on John Watts Road, that was in 1997. And then the district court built where the mm -hmm. circuit clerk's office is. Mm -hmm. And then the building next door, the Wilson Dean building, the old Preston's department store, we did, that was done during, during our, our time. And actually, we are sitting in that as we speak, because the radio exactly. station's on the second floor of that building. And then the, the aquatic center, the swimming pool, was right. opened in 2002, which was my last my Lots last of advances in, those, in that time period. Yes. And Nicholasville and Jasmine County was ready to grow. Yes. Uh, we were bursting at the same. People were, was, were coming in. We went, when I was city councilman, from about 3,400 to what are we now, 25,000 or Pretty whatever big. in yeah. Nicholasville. So I, I am a little bit partial, but I do think the 80s and the 90s. And, of course, that brings to Neil Cassidy, who I served 12 years under Judge Dean mm -hmm. and 12 years under Neil Cassidy. Mm -hmm. And Neil was the opposite. Neil was a compromiser. And I grew up with him. As you know, I'm pretty free-spoken, and, and I, I want to be, don't you know where I stand? And if I had problems mm -hmm. or concerns with Neil, we would talk about it. He would do that with all the magistrates. We didn't come out into a meeting like has been happening recently and have one person to decide an issue. He would say, what can we do, gentlemen? to make this viable for everybody, mm -hmm. uh, for most people to support, for the majority to support. Right, right. And that needs to be learned in government. Again, you, you've been around it a long time, that you compromise. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with picking up the phone and calling a fellow magistrate 
I don't mean to, for a commitment, but to kind of know how you feel about certain mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. So uh, I served 12 years under Neil. You know, Jimmy, I would dare say that uh, you will agree with the statement I'm about to make as we finish this program. You know, Jessman County, including Nicholasville and Wilmore, we have our problems just like every other county in the United States of America. We have our problems. We are not the richest county that's ever been and won't be. We're not the poorest. But i tell you what, I don't know that I'd want to be anywhere else. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, I had two or three occasions to transfer from Nicholasville, Charlotte, North Carolina, Austin, Texas. Had job offers from mm-hmm. IBM. New York City, Doug. Can you imagine Jimmy Wells walking around <laughs> Madison Avenue where the headquarters was in a Mackinac from Kentucky or in a blue UK sweatshirt? Yeah. So I was never, I, I was not going to leave Nicholasville. And of course, they call us homeboys, and I'm a homeboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholasville, Kentucky. As I say on Facebook, hometown USA. Great place. I think that, that gets it because people don't want to leave. Look what's happened again in the last 30 years. People come, put down roots, and stay. And, and I say that to people, you know, that tells you right there what kind of a county and city cities that we have. That's right. Jimmy, thank you. This has been interesting. I've enjoyed you coming in and giving, shedding light on some of this. And uh, as we said uh, earlier, this is an interesting program in that people who have been here for a while hear this program and it's good memories. But people who are new to our community hear this, and it's an education. And uh, we, we hope that, that everybody gets both of those things out of it. Doug, it's been my pleasure to be with you. Well, I want to take this time to thank Jimmy for coming in. It's been a great day of memories and some great people that was remembered on this program today. It's always fun to do this, and we do it every Saturday morning. Glad that you're a part of it. All Things Jessamine, right here Saturdays at 11 on Jess FM 105.9.